I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. It is picked up by the Lions. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. It's the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Rolls to the right. Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there. Enzo. Touchdown to Troy Lions. Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what is going on everybody? We are back here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. It is draft week. You're probably hearing this on Wednesday morning. And we are just a day or two away from the start of the draft, depending on when you're listening. It is an exciting week. There's a lot of craziness going on in the world, as well as with this draft, with it being virtual. But we've got a jam-packed show. We're going to talk news and notes. You're going to get my personal prospect rankings and Grifka's thoughts on those we're going to do a seven round mock with me and Grifka as the co-Lions GM where we'll make alternating picks and I'm sure there will be some heated arguments within that at the end you will get a Oakry first round mock for all 32 teams where I'll give you the team and the player and a little bit of why and uh, some other things on this show as well so without further ado Grifka I don't think I give you sometimes the best intro I, I we have some fun gimmicks and stuff we do, but I thought I'd give you just just a proper introduction today, Grifka. So I'd like to introduce the VP and player personnel director of Lazy Boy Scouting, aka the Waffle Maker, Baker Mayfield Hater, the Rockyson Lover, aka <laughs> Detroit Lions Eeyore. He's the Wonderlick Wonder. He's the king of all gimmicks. You know who he is. Grifsky, Grifka, the one and only. How are you, buddy? Uh, doing much better after that awesome introduction that you just gave me. I mean, I just want to tell the people it took a lot of hard work to get, you know, up to VP of Lazy Boy uh, of Scout, you know, so it, it does take a lot of hard work, more more determined than than what you think it'd be but you know pretty excited to see how this draft is going to go with it being all virtual and stuff like that you know wonder how many you know if uh they're supposed to be at like roger goodell's basement wonder if he has a man cave it's going to be like one of those fake backgrounds where it's supposed to look like the outside or you know or <laughs> sit in front of a pool table or something like that grifka i got a question for you with lazy boy scouting being the the top guy there have you have you graduated from the the three by five index card worth of he sucks or he's good to maybe like an eight and a half by 11 sheet this year no man you always go with uh 
what got you there? You, you don't upgrade when it comes to a three by five. So like three so by no, five with like the college rule ones, <laughs> not with those not with the fat lines. You need the thin lines to get more information on them. So what got you there? You mean complete laziness and a uh, an absolute uh, lack of work, but also watching a lot of Saturday football. Of course. Until they <laughs> go right. to the spring, then I'll watch something else. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Grifka, like I say, I'm excited. This is going to be a big-time fun show. Uh, let's get right into it. Uh, news and notes off the top. So one thing I want to get your quick opinion on, I'm getting a lot of, you know, hearing a lot of things that Derek Brown is really the guy that the Lions really like. I mean, big interior player, you know, uh, pushes the pocket, also can stop the run. Pretty pretty dominant guy at the college level in the SEC. He's a guy that was talked about a lot early and then faded, and now I feel like he's coming back. You know, would you be okay with him at three if they trade down? Does he become, you know, more of a, a palatable option? Are you are you a corner guy over a guy like Derek Brown? Like, talk it through for a minute. Derek Brown, I when he was first came out, I was reading all this stuff and people were saying he's like a better prospect than what Indomic and Sue was. And I was, that kind of left me scratching my head. I don't know who was trying to justify that, but then, like you said, he, he kind of really fell off. Even like some of the scouts were, you know, he was still like, you know, top level first round, but he had kind of fallen down to like, you know, 10, 11, 12 range, as opposed to like that top three, four pick that people were saying that he was worth. And I'm not quite for sure where all this, pubs come back up again where you know all oh, the lines are going to look to him simply because you know bob quinn made some statements i mean i realize he said statements but he does throw out some smoke screens there um i'd be okay if they like traded back and got him if it fell that way if it was one of those things where they took their chances and it's like if we trade back we can get okuda say at six or something and it doesn't work that way and somebody else takes okuda and they got Derek brown that way now if both players are sitting there I would much rather have um, Okuda than uh, than Derek Brown. Good stuff there, Grifka. Um, I've got to I got to catch up. I was sleeping at the wheel a little bit. Here, here's here's a little something something for that. Uh, I'm not quite for sure. Um, I I mean I agree with you. I, I've grown to like Okuda, but I I'm as I've been hearing all this stuff, I'm really thinking that uh, don't sleep on Derek Brown as a football player as well as if they go back to five six even past that of him being a really nice option for the Lions as a guy that can do a lot of things. I mean, if I'm going to pick and I can either have a big nasty or a outside corner, you know, I'm going to first take the big nasty and I'm still going to get a good corner in this draft, either in the second or third round. So it's, it's going to be interesting how uh, Bobby Quinn pieces that together. Let, let's keep the news and notes going. Grifco. We've got uh, trades. We've talked a lot about them. We are only a day or two away Bob Quinn continues to do his rhetoric about uh, he talked to a lot of teams, you know, he's going to see what happens. You know, he said he's not going to make a, a deal on the clock. It's going to have to be done ahead of time. I mean, do you think Bob Quinn's actually going to get a trade done? Are we going to be sitting here after the draft thinking that he somewhat reached for a player at three instead of trading down a few spots and hopefully picking up a really top asset, whether it be in the second or third round? I think he's going to stand pat. Uh, read some things today that he hasn't been wowed with any uh, offers so far. And I think it's just part of that, uh, I don't know if it's like the, uh, I don't want to say smoke screen put out there by San Diego, 
where they're more interested in Justin Herbert. Now Miami's like, oh, we're more interested in Justin Herbert because nobody can get in front of Tua Tungavailoa to see him if it's how his hip really is. So I don't think Detroit's going to take a trade just to make a trade. And it sounds like people aren't offering or other teams aren't offering maybe what they're asking for. Not quite for sure what the asking price is to jump up to number three. But um, I think Bob Quinn would um, definitely like to uh, take a few more picks. But if he's not getting wowed, it sounds like a lot, you know, maybe like, you know, take a late first round and maybe like a fourth or fifth. And Detroit has to throw in one of their late round picks as well. But I think they're going to stand pat at three right now. All right, Grifko, this is a, this is an Oakry rant coming right now because I'm so sick of hearing, oh, if he's not wowed. Like, you're going from three to, like, six. You know, it's three spots. Like, I would take a damn third rounder to move down three spots. You know, uh, the, the rumor and innuendo is you can go from three to six and pick up 37 overall. Like, that's incredible. Like, Bob Quinn, you freaking get that done. You you like it's so annoying to me that even you just said oh well you might not get another first rounder and this like we don't want we don't need another first rounder unless we're going to the teens and even then I'm still negotiable like I just hate these NFL GMs holding people up for ransom even people on Twitter oh you can't go past past seven we'll miss out on everybody no you won't (laughs) you're gonna pick up more assets you're gonna be a better football team oh we can't uh we can't give up the third pick without getting uh multiple future firsts Uh, what why (laughs) like oh man I'm just I'm so frustrated well, with the way the guy just well, sits like you said, there. Well, I guess it depends so on what valuable. other picks you're getting. I mean, if you're getting a second or or something like that, I, I don't – I guess it depends on where in the second you would be getting it. I mean, there's still plenty of good players in the second. But and one of the things I, I was listening to your oh, you know your belief cast, and Logan brought up a good point. You know, you guys were talking about you, – you, you brought a number of trade scenarios out there, and one you brought up was New England. And like you said, New England probably just doesn't have enough, you know, capital right now to make that trade which i would i would be pretty disappointed if detroit you know flip spots with new england and new england you know fl- you know oh here take another third for us or something like that and yeah, me I, I think you know that wouldn't be worth it but that's just me so i mean <sighs> you may feel different yeah i do feel different grifka because first of all that's believe in lions it drops on monday mornings b-l-e-a-v a a great podcast along with this amazing show here the detroit kool-aid cast thank you for the cheap plug um but of course i disagree because you don't listen to me i i said if you're going from three to six i'm taking anywhere from an upper second to any pick in the third round and i'm loving it if i'm going to new england at 23 no i'm not going to take like just a third and a fourth and that's it like then you you pony up more, but I don't hold you up for ransom and say, oh, if you want to come from 23 to 3, it's going to cost you four first-round picks in the next two years. Like, no, I'm going to be willing to negotiate, but obviously the farther I go down the board, the price points go up a little bit. I'm just ranting and raving about these little trades, 3 to 5, 3 to 6. Oh, my gosh. If you went from 3 to 12, people act like, man, I, I would just – I don't know. We wouldn't get value. You might go from three to twelve and also pick up nineteen. You're telling me that's not value. You're gonna walk away no, with that's two a great incredible. Trade. I would take that. Yeah, <laughs> I would but... take that trade. Yeah, but you're the king of the. Oh, there's this drop off at five. There's this drop off at nine. And like, I'm trying to tell people online that if you look at the big scope of things, not only is there not a big drop off, the problem is these GMs act like they can't move unless they get the the world's perfect trade where they. 
they get everything they want and the other guy just gets, you know, that draft pick. And that's not how I would operate, man. I'd be much more flexible because moving down a couple spots when you don't want a quarterback and you've got four other players you like is not a huge deal. And to pick up another top asset is totally great. So end of rant for me, but that's where we differ. Like, yeah, if you're going down to new England, we, we need some, we need some extra juice to make that happen, but it's not off the table for me. I just have a, I have a quick question. I'm just looking for a quick answer on this one. You always hear like, there's that level of GM that, they always say like, well, you're not going to get it if you don't ask. And they're always like asking for the moon. So a lot of teams don't want to deal with them. Do you think Bob Quinn is maybe one of those GMs? I don't think so based on some of the trades he's made. But what's your opinion on that? No, I don't think he's an ask for the moon guy. I think he's a, just like most of them, drag it out as long as possible. And then sometimes he gets stuck holding the bag where people are like, ah, forget it, you know, and at the last minute. And then he's just like, all right, well, with third pick, the Detroit Lions select Jeffrey Okuda, you know, like that's what I think happens to him is, is he just kind of plays the old hardball or the waiting game and then time runs out. It's just like, oh, I, I guess I got to make a pick now. And that's where you have to be. Yeah, you can ask for the moon in four months ago but a day or two away, let's actually make something happen rather than just talk about it. So anyway, we'll we'll see what happens. It'll be big. We got one more news and notes we got to get through here quickly. Griffka, you probably didn't even see this, but uh, it came out today as we're recording. Bob Quinn was on ESPN NFL Live, I believe it was. Did a a better interview, much better than the, the, the Zoom session I watched with him and the reporters where he looked like a a blob with his head 10 times bigger than his body, horrible background, looked like he hadn't combed his hair in about five weeks. I mean, this one, he was actually looked like he took a shower. He had a better background. He looked professional. And he actually, like Adam Schefter asked him, and he just turned his dang camera around and showed his whole draft room, which to me, I mean, I'm unsure. I know I put it out to you and a few of my buddies that got to look at the DTO scouting uh you know, office I've got here at the house where I'm all set up, ready to go. I mean, I pretty much put Bob Quinn to shame, but he's got a couple computers, a couple phones. Uh, any thoughts on the fact that these millionaires, multi-multi-millionaire NFL GMs, the, the the top guy for these NFL teams, basically half of them don't know how to work a computer, can't work Zoom, don't know anything about technology, don't have a home office at all. Like, like it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not the most tech-savvy guy, as you have often told me. But uh, yes. there are basic things I know how to do, like mute my computer when I'm on a conference call with a whole bunch of people. And <laughs> when you hear that about the mock draft, when they all got on there, nobody knew how to mute their computer. So it's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, that just doesn't make any sense to me. You figured the lines would put some, you know, they go in there and it's like, here, you need this, this, and this, and some, you know, tech guy straight out of college, just like, okay, now mute your computer, do this. If you need to contact, you know, somebody, you know, hit this button here. It, it is, it's, it's kind of funny how, you know, these guys run, you know, corporations can, you know, put a football team together, but you're right. They don't know how to like reboot a computer. Dave Gettleman for the New York Giants had a, like a, a three-ring binder the size of I don't even know what. I mean, you could have put six gigantic novels in this binder, and he has one laptop sitting at a desk, and that's it. Like, really, that's what you're going to get through your draft with? Bob Quinn had a draft board. Go back and look at this, Lions fans. Go on YouTube, 
just put in Bob Quinn. It'll pop up towards the top. Watch it when he turns his camera around. He has a, yeah, okay, you have a few computers, whatever it is. He has this thing. He says, oh, there's one of my draft boards. I turned it around so you can't see it. I mean, he, he might have like 60 names on this, if that. And he's like, oh, I got a couple of these grease boards. He's got a couple dry erase boards. That's how he's going to figure things out. Like, that makes me worry. I got to say, like, that tells me that you've whittled the draft down to very minimal selection of players, as he normally does, where he falls in love with people and just takes them because. And uh, you can't do it that way, man. You got to be much better, you know, much more expansive. It just kind of was a big issue to see a lot of these setups. And like you said, just to know that, you know, basically do it better for my home or, or the fact that, you know, these guys aren't prepared. Like, okay, you're at the office a lot. Really? You don't come home and have a nice little setup where you can actually get some work done? You just only work at the facility? Like, that doesn't sound like a CEO or a million-dollar, you know, top top executive to me, but I've just been blown away by the setup. So, anyway, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think there's going to be some issues with this draft. I think that Bob Quinn hopefully will be able to make the trade, like we talked about moments ago, and then also – you know, still be able to do some damage in this draft, even though it's it's completely different from home and whatnot. I've got my concerns that he might just stick and pick and might have his, his limited draft list and might go with that since he's out of his element with this whole virtual draft. But uh, we will see what happens. Grifka, let's let's go ahead and uh, take a break. When we come back, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll breeze through the rankings and then we'll get into our seven-round mock. And, uh, and finish up the show. So, sound good to you? Yeah, sounds like a great plan. All right, everybody, uh, we'll take a quick break for our sponsors. We'll be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back from the break. A fun podcast today. It's draft week. We got lots to talk about. And uh, me and Grifka are going to get into a live Seven round Mac mock draft on the draft network. Uh, but first, I want to give you my prospect ranking. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read uh, these names off just until I get to guys that I think are a little bit more inconsequential. Just so you can kind of hear my top eight, ten players, whatever it is. If Grifka has a huge issue, he'll let me know. Otherwise, you know what he does on the show. He'll agree with me because, eh, well, you know. Um, Grifka, let's start the quarterback position just because that's the top of my list and that's what runs the NFL. I've got Burrow. Tungavailoa, Jordan Love, Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Jacob Eason, Jake Fromm, Anthony Gordon, and then the rest after that. Any big issues with that list? No, I would have to uh, go with that uh, right now. Sounds like a good plan right there, which I have laid out. 
the uh, the big one that people might notice is I do have Jordan Love third. I, I feel like this guy's an incredible thrower of the football. I think he's got a lot of upside. So I actually did put him above Justin Herbert because I feel like Justin Herbert is a Joey Harrington-type clone. He's got all the talent. He can throw it all over the yard. He's smart. But he's an Oregon boy that's just going to come in the league and make a few plays here or there, but it's not going to be a, a top talent. Running backs, Griff. I've got DeAndre Swift up top. I've got Jonathan Taylor at number two. J.K. Dobbins, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Cam Akers, Zach Moss, Anthony McFarlane, A.J. Dillon, and then it kind of shakes out after that. My sleeper, it's a little bit down, is C.O. Alana Lua of TCU, big old nasty body there, and a few other interesting guys in that mix as well. Anything jump out to you there? I know at one point I was I like Taylor the most, but he had a lot of wear on the tires up at Wisconsin where Georgia split their running back carry. So I like the way you flipped them. I have to agree with you on that. I um I had a really interesting mock with uh, the the draft network has a premium Slack chat, so all these guys that are draft nerds are on there and they're doing these live mocks, three rounders, and uh, I was actually able to get DeAndre Swift. I think it was very, very late in the second round. I actually moved up with some assets that we required in that and got DeAndre Swift late in the second. I feel like I don't see it happening, but I feel like he's kind of the perfect guy for the Lions. He shared the load at Georgia. He could catch. He can run. He's got wiggle. Um, you know, and you could still combo him with carry on and, and other running backs and really do some damage. Let's move to the tackles, Grifka. I've got Makai Becton up top, big 340-plus pound uh, beast. I got Jedrick Wills from Alabama after that. I got uh, Worfs from Iowa, Andrew Thomas, Josh Jones, Isaiah Wilson, Austin Jackson, Ezra Cleveland, Prince Tega Winogu. Um, that pretty much rounds out my tackles. Anything jump out or any comment? Um, I like Worfs. Uh, I think he's going to be the most versatile of those linemen right there. But uh, Becton, I don't think the – was it the positive test result or whatever – that's going to affect his draft status at all. You don't or you do? I do not. Okay. The two sleepers for me are Isaiah Wilson and Ezra Cleveland. Keep those names on your on your brain. Move over to the, the interior lineman position. We've got, um, we got Muti. We've got Lewis. i got Robert Hunt, Jonah Jackson, Ben Bredesen, Grifka's boy. And then it shakes out after that. Matt Perth is in there as well as an interesting prospect. And uh, the other Michigan boy, uh, many of you, I'm not sure if that's exactly how you say it, but uh, and then we got Grifka's boy Logan Stenberg is down at the bottom of my list as well. Any, anything there, Grifka? I know you love yourself some interior linemen. That's why you did a, a whole 40-minute podcast on them. Well, the Lions need them, and you really, you know, after you were talking about Jonah Jackson so much, I did go back and watch some more of his video, and he's starting to impress me more. I mean, uh like I can see where you guys were talking about this, his buzz has come up lately where, you know, he could maybe slip up into the, the second round. So, yeah, I'd be curious to see where he goes. You know, I'd love to wait it out and get him, you know, in that, in that third or even later round value, but it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out. Let's move to the receivers. Grisky. I've got uh CD lamb up top. I got Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Denzel Mims, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, another name for a lot of Lions fans to keep an eye on. T. Higgins, K.J. Hamler, Jalen Rieger, 
LaViscus Chenault, he's been hurt by injury. Some people love him. Some people don't like his game. Chase Claypool, who I've always supported. You got DPJ. And, and look at this. I've, I've probably named off a ton of receivers. I still got a whole second list, Griffin. I'm reading these as well. Michael Pittman Jr., Van Jefferson, K.J. Hill, Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota, my guy, Devin DuVernay. We got Courtney Davis. We got Brian Edwards, your boy. We got Antonio Gandy-Golden. Hughes' boy from Liberty. We've got uh, Colin Johnson. We've got, uh, gosh, Isaiah Hodges, uh, Jawan Jennings from Tennessee. Whew, Grifka, I'm out of breath. A lot of receivers in this draft. Yeah, I really like Brandon Ayuk. He's, I don't think he's the best, but I think he's going to go late first round. Hmm, it'll be interesting. I mean, a lot of people have Lions taking him in the early second. I think you can wait, wait, wait on receivers based on all those names I listed, but we'll see what they do. Move over to the center position. Uh, you know, sometimes it's hard into your lineman center. I only have a few here. I got Ruiz up top. Cushionberry, I think you can flip those guys either way you want. Nick Harris out of Washington. Matt Hennessy out of Temple. And then Tyler Biotish out of Wisconsin are kind of my centers there. Yeah, I think Ruiz, he'll, it might be one of those things where he gets drafted and plays guard and then moves to center, you know, second or third year. Let's move over to the tight end position. We got uh, Hopkins out of Purdue. I've got Hunter Bryant out of Washington. We've got Cole Komet, Mel Kuyper's boy out of Notre Dame. Adam Troutman from one of my former residences in Dayton, Ohio. We've got uh, Thaddeus Moss, Randy's boy. We've got literally Randy's boy. Um, we've got Jared Pickney of Vanderbilt. We've got Harrison Bryant of Florida Atlantic. Albert O of Missouri. Cody Parkinson out of San, uh, Stanford. That's pretty much where it kind of shakes out for me. I mean, very weak tight end class. You know, the Lions, again, were smart to take a tight end, Grifka. His name is TJ Hawkinson last year, and now they don't have to worry about it because it's a horrible class. I don't see any of those guys maybe even going in the first or even mid-second round. Yeah, there's uh, none of those guys. The only one I may be interested in simply because he's Randy's boy and that's Thaddeus Moss. Maybe get an opportunity to see Randy at a football game. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> oh, the old lazy boy scouting. That makes sense on, on the on the Grifka sense of why you draft like a guy. Don't act like if you didn't bump into Randy Moss. <laughs> Don't act like if you didn't bump into Randy Moss, you wouldn't enjoy that. <laughs> oh, man, that would be that'd be crazy. So let's move over to defense here. We we start with the defensive ends, kind of like the most premier position. we got Chase Young up top. Chase on from LSU after him, AJ Epineza, Uter Gross Matos out of Penn State, Zach Bond, kind of a edge slash off the ball linebacker rush guy out of Wisconsin, Curtis Weaver, Boise State. I'm taking a liking to him. He's a name Lions fans should know. Josh Uche out of Michigan, another name to keep an eye on. Julian Oquara, people are hot and cold on. Terrell Lewis, Bradley and I, Daryl Taylor, and Jonathan Greenyard. I like Chase on. And I like where you have him at number two. I know was it half the year he was injured at LSU, but he really came on, you know, showed some stuff later in the year. So I like where you have him. So you agree? I agree with you. <laughs> I I I like the player. I just don't know if the Lions would would absolutely hate him because of he's he's smaller, six four, two fifty. He's got juice, but would he fit in the scheme? As you know, we talk about all the time. We'll see what happens. Epineza, too, if he's in the second round, do you take him? And 
And will he be a baller for a team like Detroit, or will he be a guy in like a couple of years you're looking at it with like that Anthony Zetto quality where like, yeah, he works hard, and yeah, he's kind of got the body build, but he's just not athletic enough. I think, you know, Epinez is a much better player than uh, Zetto, but I'm just saying, you know, could it be that where they take him for the fit and he's just not not explosive enough to be a big-time player? We'll see what happens. Defensive tackles, Grisky. We got uh, Derek Brown, Javon Kinlaw, Ross Blacklock. Neville Gallimore, Justin Matabuke. We got Roquan Davis, the big kid out of Alabama. We've got uh, Jordan Elliott out of Mizzou. We got Eric Schlitz, sleeper of the draft. Telvin Agim out of Arkansas. We've got my guy, Leaky Fotu, um, just because of his hair, and he's just a big, nasty person in the middle. Put him and Shelton in there. That might be crazy. Uh, Devon Hamilton out of Ohio State. Jason Strobridge can be a uh, interior guy, and that's about it. I I kind of want to get Leaky Fo too, just so I can say his name when we're at training camp. <laughs> Got to put him on the Grifka All Name Team, no doubt about it. Right next to Rocky Sin. Uh, um, so so linebackers are a little bit tough linebackers you know sometimes I don't always know if these guys classify outside inside you know it's kind of hard these days so I just made two lists one is sort of more the bigger middle guys you'd think of and then the other one's a little bit more the lighter bendier guys so you know I got I got Patrick Queen I've got Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma Jordan Brooks a good player out of Texas Tech I've got Malik Harrison, Ohio State, Evan Weaver, California. And then it works down from that. You know, I, I put Joe Vachi on my list from Michigan State, my uh, arch rival squad. But I've been hearing some late buzz that teams sort of like him higher than most draft people thought, and he could go there. So that that's kind of my list there. The guys that are a little more bendy, more outside, you know, I put Isaiah Simmons in kind of that, that bucket I've got Troy Dye, a guy that I think sort of been forgotten about. Um, he's a senior, 6'4", 225 out of Oregon. He's got some game. Akeem Davis-Gaither is a small player, only 6'2", 219, if that, but a tackling machine out of Appy State. And then you've got Jacob Phillips out of LSU, and I put Shaq Quarterman on my list too just because he's kind of a run-and-hit, nasty football player. Yeah, there's a lot of linebackers out there, but uh... – the lines won't take one probably till uh, real late, considering all the all the signings they had. Yeah, it's going to be weird. I think they're going to pass on a lot of players that are good players just because they loaded up so much and because they're scheme. You know that that hopefully they don't miss out there. All right, we got a couple more. Let's get down to corners, cornerbacks. Uh, Jeffrey Okuda, C.J. Henderson. We got Christian Fulton out of LSU, Terrell out of Clemson, Gladney out of T- TCU. Jalen Johnson, who should probably be a few spots higher based on what I've heard recently out of Utah. Diggs out of Alabama. Arnett out of Ohio State. Igbenogany out of Auburn. Dantzler from Mississippi State. Troy Pride from Notre Dame. We've got Bryce Hall. And then Darnay Holmes, one of the swaggiest players in the draft. Those are my corners. Lots of corners. To me, corners and receivers are still the spots that are are most loaded to some degree in this draft. I like our net. I just don't, I think, I don't think he gets a lot of pubs simply because of Okuda. I think he just kind of gets overshadowed, but I think our net could have a good pro career. 
Yeah, we'll see. He was like a guy I started to like here late in the process, but you also look in the, in the guy, at least at the combine, running almost a 4.6. You know how that happens when we took a guy that ran 4.7, you know, it can kill you. So, you know, would he have run better at his pro day? Probably because Ohio State, you know, probably takes a whole second off. Um, you, you know, the way they clock things down there and the way they do business. But, um, you know, if you can't run, you can't run. So I, I think he can still make plays, but the speed is a little bit of an issue for me with him. Let's finish up with safeties, Grifka. Again, these are a little tricky, too, of who's a who's a single high, who's a box guy, whatever. But I got him stacked. McKinney from Alabama, Delpit, LSU, Winfield Jr., Minnesota, Grifka, you might as well just pencil this guy in for you already on our mock draft. His name is Jeremy Chan <laughs> from <laughs> Southern Illinois. Uh, you know you love it. Uh, Kyle Duggar from Lenore Ryan, which if you listen to Believe in Lions, Griffith, you figured out that Lenore Ryan is somewhere in North Carolina. Who knew? Um, Ashton Davis, safety out of California. And then sort of works his way down from there. Um, so, you know, some decent safeties, but, again, another position I don't know that we'll necessarily go after. Yeah, I'm not too – I don't think they're going to uh, make a, a lot of a dent at safety. But, uh, I mean, they're out there. They could, they could uh, draft one. So, basically, you're not to quite for – not, not quite for sure on that. Um, absolutely, man. Um, gl- glad we worked through those, and uh, let's go ahead and get into our mock draft now. I mean, we've got uh, let me load this up here. We are using the Draft Network, um, great website. If you guys haven't been there, makes mock drafts really easy. Griska actually did one on his own, so you know it's not hard to do. And uh, like I say, it lets us work through. Let's go ahead and load this up. Um, Grifco, we're going to we're going to do this this way. So, we're going to do seven rounds. We've got it on fast here. We're just going to pick for the Lions. We can make trades. The way it's going to happen is you're going to be the 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 top GM here in the first round. I'll be the top GM in the second, you in the third. You'll give your thoughts and opinions. I'll give mine. We'll try to agree. We'll probably disagree, and at the end of the day, we'll we'll make the pick for the Lions. So, sound like a plan? Yeah, this sounds good. All right. So, I got the draft loaded up. I'm going to uh, give Grifka a look here on his end so he can see what we're doing. Um, and we're going to go ahead and – Grifka, can you see that over there on your end? Uh, yep. All right. I'm going to just – you can tell me different positions and whatnot, and I'll try to uh, I'll try to maneuver it around for you. But we're going to go ahead and start the draft. Remember, you can trade. So you started the draft. Joe Burrow goes, Chase Young goes. So it's nice and chalk there at the top of the draft. Grifka, I hate to say this, it scares the daylights out of me, but you are the Detroit Lions GM. Talk us through what you're thinking. Do you want to make a deal? Do you want to sit and pick? What are you What are you doing here? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm not liking what I'm hearing. I would, uh, if it was me, I really like Isaiah Simmons, but I think what they're gonna do, what they've said. I think they're going to go with Jeff Okuda. So um, I'm taking Jeff Okuda. All right. I'm glad you're doing that because we're fighting right away. Grifka, this is where you use your brain and we make a trade down. We call up the Los Angeles Chargers at pick six and we ask for their second rounder and a fifth rounder. And we go ahead and get this deal done. Like, even if we miss out on Okuda, that's what's going to help our football team, not taking the lazy boy scouting route, sitting back, putting our, our feet up in our chair and just turning in the draft pick. Let's try to make a trade here. 
So, uh, <laughs> all right, that wasn't hard. All right, so here, we're we're loading up a trade because I I can't deal with you right now. We gotta we gotta put in some work here and get some things done for our football teams. You weren't hard to you weren't hard to convince, but let's go ahead and make this trade. So I'm gonna jump in here on the draft network, go up to trade because I'm a premium member and we can make some trades. We're gonna call up the Chargers and we're gonna offer them pick number three. We want pick number six. We want 37, and we want their pick in the fifth round as well. Let's let's see if they do that. We'll go ahead and propose this. I I think we can still get this done and help our football team a little bit more. So go ahead and hit this. They're thinking about it. They're pondering it. Boom, done, Grifka. Instead of just taking Jeffrey Okuda at three, we now have the sixth selection. We have a top second rounder and a bonus fifth, which gives us three fifth round picks. I mean, I mean, is that better or not? Come on, even even you know that's a better deal than than just turning in the card because you didn't want to make a phone call. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that, but I think you watched the movie Draft Day way too much with Kevin Costner. Like trades are just flying around there, like it's like an NBA draft. <laughs> Uh, well, hey, it doesn't matter. So, for some reason, the Chargers traded up to three, and they didn't take the quarterback. They took Jeffrey Okuda in this uh, instance. We've got Isaiah Simmons that went four, so two of the Lions targets off the board, as well as Tua Tungavailoa, who I know you wanted, Grifka, who a guy I've sort of still said, hey, don't be surprised if the Lions still consider that and pull the ultimate okey-doke. So now we're here at six, but two of our main targets are off the board. It's still your your main selection now you've got to reconsider who are you thinking now based on who's on the board and then i will obviously counter that and probably argue with you see uh as you mentioned in earlier shows if there was a fall down and while kuda was gone i mean i would be okay with Derek brown here so i, w- I would take Derek brown all right so grifka would take Derek brown grifka i want to throw out uh one curveball here saying that i could see the lions at six you know again doing something no one has talked about and considering um, Jedrick Wills or even Tristan Wurst at this selection. I feel like those guys have versatility. They can plug and play on the right side. Could figure out what you want to do with Hal Vitae. So that'd be my curveball. That'd be my wild card of like, man, if they do that, some people might be pissed. And a lot of people would just be like, huh? Because nobody has talked about that. But I could definitely see that being a value pick of taking a top offensive lineman there. But, Unfortunately, which I really do on the show, I'm going to agree with you. I think we should take Derek Brown here at number six overall. I'm glad. I'm glad you went with that. <laughs> All right. Derek Brown is the pick. We'll go ahead and let this go through. Now, Grifka, we've got picks 35 and 37. We can really do some damage here in the second round, depending on who's available. Um, it's coming around to our pick here. I'll get to lead us off at 35. <clears throat> And at 35, we're looking at top players of Jonathan Taylor, Ezra Cleveland. Um, we got uh, A.J. Epineza is still on the board, Austin Jackson, Zach Bond, um, Neville Gallimore, who a lot of people like, my guy Marlon Davidson. So, you know, just looking at the top there, I mean, if, if I'm coming around in the second where I already got a big interior defensive lineman, my first initial thoughts are, are where are we at with corners. So I'm going to go ahead and look at corners. Uh, Igbenogany, Terrell, Diggs, and Arnett, Dantzler, they're all still there. So quite a, quite a bit of talent there. I i don't know, Grifka. Like my, my inclination here is to go ahead and take Epineza because of the scheme fit, because of the, the need for another big body edge type guy. I just feel like we have a huge void there. And then I feel like at 37, we can then go back and address corner 
or maybe even take an offensive player at that point. What do you think? Yeah, that's what I was looking at as what you were thinking. Yeah, I'm, I agree with you on that right there. All right, let's go ahead and uh, let's take Epineza then here at this pick. There's a bell for the, the agree, which the people love. Um, AJ Epineza, 35 to the Detroit Lions. 37, Grifka. We already worked through some of the options. What are you initially thinking here? Sitting there right at the top, Jonathan Taylor. You're going with the running back at, at pick 37 yep. overall. Yep. From all the corners that you showed, there could be a run on corners by the time we get around the third, but uh, I think we need uh, running back help to go without carry-on and uh, Jonathan Taylor fits. Oh, Grifka, Grifka, Grifka. Of course, we, this is where we got to shout it out again. We got to have it out. Get the boxing gloves on. Grifka, I just ran down my rankings to you. There, there are probably... 12 running backs in this draft that would help this football team. The whole key of the draft is understanding where those spots are and waiting. Like uh, you can get a guy in the fourth round that, that will add to our committee and help us instead of spending this pick at 37. I love Jonathan Taylor. You've heard me say, I want to put the running game to bed, but if I'm picking here at 37, my top inclinations are, again, I'm leaning towards the outside-the-box pick, which I think you know, is something that's much more long-term and, and also much more meat and potatoes, tough football, getting a, a, a mover, a, a rising talent like Ezra Cleveland, good feet out of Boise State, offensive tackle, or go ahead and taking the corner here because I don't know that you're going to love the options in round three. You're going to be hoping to goodness that your boy Arnett is there or maybe one other, um, you know, a dancer type, and that's not going to be your best option as well. So, you know, again, I the way I've done it, I feel like offensive tackles are just completely empty after this. So if I had to advocate, I probably would advocate for um, Ezra Cleveland at this mm, let me think about that for a second. Corners. Uh, let me look at the corners again. Um, actually, I changed my mind. I'd probably go with A.J. Terrell here, cornerback out of Clemson. I just feel like he's a first-round type talent, and I feel like I can either get a tackle or an interior player in the in the third, fourth, maybe even fifth round, and then – Whatever I get depends on where I put Hal Vitae, your favorite player. Yeah, great signing. So you, you can stick with your Jonathan Taylor pick, or you can change and go ahead and take um, A.J. Terrell, who would be my selection here. Uh, I'm staying with uh, Taylor. Not surprising. All right, Jonathan Taylor is the pick at 37, running back. Now we are not going to be able to get any good value at running back because Grifka has uh, – Ran the card up early just because he thinks Jonathan Taylor is a game changer, which he'd have to be a top, top football player to justify that based on what we can get later. But that's okay. We'll see what happens here. 67, I'll go ahead and take the wheel again here. 67, of course, we're going to first look at our corners, see what we have available. David Arnett is there. Cam Dantzler is also there. Bryce Hall and Darnay Holmes, kind of how I have it on my bottom of my corner list. Um, best available. We still have Roquan Davis, but we obviously took um, we took Derek Brown. Donovan Peoples-Jones is a guy I think I would love to have in a Lions uniform. I know he had a bad college career, but he's got all the athleticism you look for. Really smart. I could see him being the perfect replacement for Marvin. 
Cam Akers, running back I like, is there, but we already took one. Um, and there's some defensive players that are here as well. Julian Okwara, you could team up the Okwara boys. But we already addressed the edge a little bit with Epineza. So if I have to pick here, I'm going to go ahead and just, uh, you know, not not mess around anymore. And I would take David Arnett out of Ohio State here at pick 67 overall. I can't uh, debate you on that. That's a good pick. All right. The other thing we should watch, Griff, is these interior linemen. Since we didn't take, you know, the Ezra Cleveland of the world, we got Robert Hunt, who I like a lot, Damian Lewis out of LSU, Muti, and then we also have your boy uh, Bredesen and Biotish are still out there. So let's keep an eye on those guys as we move it forward. But we'll take our net here. We got to cover ourselves a little bit at corner before it gets too too light. So. David Arnett is the pick. That is in the third round, pick 67. We also have another pick coming up here, Waffle Maka at 85, which you're going to be able to uh, attack and hopefully get us a good player. 85, we are up. Peoples-Jones, Claypool, Jalen Hurts, if you want to go that route. Matt Perth, a good tackle out of uh, UConn. We've got... Um, we got your boy Thaddeus Moss. We've got Jordan Dye. Go ahead and tell us what you're thinking here. Tell me if you want to see a position see. as well. Yeah, can you go back to those interior linemen? Muti, Harris, Stenberg, Biadish, John Gibson I've heard a lot about recently as a good player. I think I'm liking Biadish. I like him. I mean, uh, Wisconsin usually produces some... Uh, Good offensive lineman. I would go with him. <sighs> All right, Grifka. Again, I I need to at least say my piece as co-GM. We're sitting here at 85 overall. We're looking at the board overall rankings, we've got people starting at 63, 65, you know, a couple other 60s, and we get into the 80s. Your pick here would be to take an interior lineman who's basically a center. Um, but you're going to play him at guard, even though we already have a guard from Wisconsin named Bo Benchwal in the pipeline and already knows the scheme. You're going to take Tyler Biotis here, who's 125 overall ranked here on the draft network. He's the fourth interior lineman down the list, but that would be your pick. So, of course, I'm going to disagree with that. I'm going to go back and uh, try to see who else may may like here in the this is the mid to late third round i mean we got to get ourselves a football player here so looking at our needs yeah we need interior linemen we also need receiver um, you know offensive tackle is an option so i'm going to go ahead i want to see the tackles again so the only tackles i like pretty much at this point in the draft is pert um, from UConn and Sadiq Charles, LSU. After that, it gets a little dicey for me. Get a late-round guy, maybe. I don't love those guys. So I'm going to go back here. Linebackers I don't love. We obviously don't need a tight end. I'm not a quarterback guy at this point. Take a look at the wideouts. Griffka, you know what I'm going to do here? And you know what I'm going to do because, or at least what I'm going to suggest, because I think this is your pick to make the final. The Detroit Lions loaded up big time on defense. You know, they went ahead and put, added all these Patriots, all these defenders. They left themselves wide open to add youth and explosive football players on offense for now and for the future. Grifka, I'm going to go ahead here and I'm going to take Donovan Peoples-Jones from Michigan. He jumps out of the gym, big hands, run after catch, 
good good route runner, top recruit coming out. All he needs is a guy to get in the football. I feel like Matt Stafford's that guy. So my pick would be DPJ here. Okay. I mean, uh, I mean, it's your yeah, that's fine. you, you get the, you pick. get the final say. It's either DPJ or your boy Biadish. You you make the call. I think, like you said before, I think he uh, didn't have somebody throwing in the ball at Michigan that would give him the ball. I don't know. It seemed like at points he had a little trouble getting separation, but maybe they could, uh, you know, teach him that at, at, at Detroit. So, yeah, I'll go with uh, DPJ there. You know, I'm always a big Michigan fan. But I didn't want you to just call me a homer. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, I like getting linemen, but I think that, you know, the Lions don't – they don't value interior positions. We already have a center – we already have some guys that can flex and play center. So, you know, we need a guy that can replace, you know, either Marvin or Danny. I feel like this is a guy that can come in and do some things and also not be pressured. He's also the top player on the board. This is what I mean about playing the board. Grifko, we might come down to the fourth, picking the fourth round, and either can still get, you know, the same player that you wanted based on how this shakes out. So let's take DPJ, see what happens. Glad I convinced you again to rethink. Um so let, let's go ahead and remind the people who we have. So in the first few picks, we've taken Derek Brown, A.J. Epineza, Jonathan Taylor, Damon Arnett, and D.P.J. Grifka. I love that, and I love it because it's balanced, too. You've got three defenders, two offensive guys, all guys that I think are good overall football players. I really like the value that we're getting. And like I said, we could have waited on receiver, too, because it's so deep. Um, that, that could have been an option. You know, I, I was – Tempted to take the offensive tackle, but I didn't. So here we are at 109. I'll take the lead on this pick. Uh, Van Jefferson, he's a receiver out of Florida I really like. We've got, uh, let's see who else is here. K.J. Hill, another receiver. Bradley and Nye, the edge out of Utah. And some other receivers. Kenny Willekes from Michigan State got a lot of buzz. I heard uh, the guy from the Senior Bowl say, Kenny Willekes is the hardest working player in all of college football. And he showed that at the Senior Bowl. Your boy Biotish is still quite a ways down the list. Grifka here in the fourth round, maybe there in the fifth. So my selection here would probably be, um, again, I feel like we're really empty at edge. So I'm probably going to add Bradley Anai here, the edge out of Utah. That's a good pick right there. You want to turn that in? Yeah, that's a good one. All right. So we, we got a nine in the fourth round. That gives us now um, Epineza, Flowers, a nine, Aquara, and moving Deshaun Hand out to the edge if you want to do that to rush as well. M- much more depth, versatility, and different type bodies out there that I think the Lions need to consider. Now here we come around in the fifth round. We're going to have two. We're going to have three picks in this round, Grifka. 51, uh, 40, 149, 151, and then 166. So we can do some crazy damage here in the fifth round. Um, go ahead and, and make this, make your uh, advice on who you would take here or what positions you like or what, what are you thinking. Go to your interior O-line again. Looks like there was a big rush on those guys. Yeah, your boy went, uh, the the boy out of Michigan, whose name I will not try to pronounce again, is there, and then it gets a little dicey. He got Kin, Kinley down the list from Georgia, who I've heard some things about, and yeah, that's about it. Your boy Daryl Williams way down the list. <laughs> <laughs> is it too early to take a punter? No, just kidding. Just kidding. 
not interested in that. We got to keep um, him on our list, though. We need a damn punter. Yeah, where's the? What do the uh, safeties look like? Julian Blackman out of Utah, a decent player, but after that, it's a little dicey. I like Tanner Muse a lot from Clemson, but I think you could wait on him. He's a he's a white safety, I think, which I I never like, but he uh, he can, he can, he, can he, he can he can run and hit and and probably be a good special teamer, but um, yeah, he's quite a ways down the list. And we're we're pretty much set at safety. Okay. Well, let's let's take a look at the linebackers. I know we haven't looked at them and they signed a bunch, but let's see what's sitting there. Not a ton. I mean, David Woodyard, I've heard yeah. some things about. We've got Chad Quarterman there, who basically is a new Jared Davis type. Jacob Phillips at LSU is kind of eh. And then, you know, after that, you're looking at special team type guys. And what's your offensive tackles look like? Charlie Heck out of North Carolina, I've heard some things about. Um, That's about it. John Runyon, but you don't have to take him anywhere in the spot. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Let's go back to – yeah, let's go back to safety. What's wrong with uh, Blackman? They're out of uh, Utah. Okay, that's your uh, advised selection. Now your co-commish is going to obviously not like that pick because we already are full at safety. Not only did we have three or four top guys, but we have some guys that back up and play. So I feel like that would be a cut. If you look at the overall list, my boy Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota is there. James uh, Prochet out of SMU is there if we want to double dip on receiver. James Lynch out of Baylor is a heck of a hustle-type football player, just a – you know, a down, nasty kind of guy that I think Matt Patricia might like. Anthony Gordon's a quarterback prospect that I feel the Lions have talked about, and he's been talked about a lot by people. Or we haven't addressed that interior. So if you're if you're set on Hal Vitae, you know, I'd probably go with, um, you know, the guy out of Michigan here just because there's nobody left after that. Um, my pick here, my advisement would be to – um, where are we at in the fifth round? There's all those receivers left, so I'd probably wait. Gosh, Anthony Jennings, too, might be a decent value here. DuVernay is at the top of the board. Um, hmm. Gosh. Based on value, I feel like I want to say take the quarterback because he could just kind of learn under the other two guys and it'd be the best value, but if I'm just building on needs and stuff, and if they don't feel like interior, eh, no, I, I'd say screw it. Even though we already took uh, DPJ, I'd probably go for another one of my favorites in the draft and just take uh, Tyler Johnson here. I really like what he can do. So in that scenario, DPJ would be my replacement for Marvin, and uh, Tyler Johnson would sort of learn under Danny and sort of be that move move around inside guy moving forward. So Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota be my pick here. Okay. I like the safety. All right. That's a mistake, but okay. Uh, Julian Blackman, 166 overall safety out of Utah. Take him. I get the pick here at 151. Probably go back and get my guy. I will. I'll go ahead and take uh, 
Tyler Johnson here and Griff Guy. I think our best scenario is to take Tyler Johnson here. That that gives us plenty of receivers. Duvernay just went to the Giants right right uh, after you selected. So we, we could still wait it out a little bit on receiver, but I think we go ahead and take him. You don't him. like Prochet? I like him. I don't like him as much as Tyler Johnson overall. I mean, I think they're kind of together to some degree, but Tyler Johnson to me is more productive. I've seen a lot about him. He's a really good kid, came from a a tough spot. He just I don't think you'd ever have to worry about him. He's going to be a hard worker. I'd say we take him and then how about uh how do you say Michael's name from Michigan? What's that last name? I can't even remember how they say it. Wenyu? Yeah, I thought Yeah, I thought it was Wenyu. Wenyu or something like that. All right. I think we should try to take him. But again, the Lions might be set on interior. So we went and took Tyler Johnson, wide receiver out of Minnesota at 151. Um, go ahead and pick again here at 166. I think that's the pick that we got from – oh, nope, that would be – now, one thing you'll notice, people, in the draft is, like, you know, there's there's one pick. I don't know. It's, like, 154 I have in the fifth round. It's the eighth overall pick for the Cardinals. I have that down as a voided pick. I think they got that taken away for some violation of sorts. So sometimes you'll see like the Lions is 167 or 166. It's because some people count that voided pick and some don't. So uh, here on the draft network, they have us at 166 where I have it as more 167. But nevertheless, Grifka, um, you, you see the list. You're, you're taking the lead here. Um, see, did our guy go? Yep, he did go. So that's a that's a part of the draft where we could have taken him and waited out on receivers, and Anthony Gordon, the quarterback prospect I mentioned, just went as well. So we we've got our receivers. Um, let's see, did yep. So your Prochet went two picks after I took Tyler Johnson. So anyway, we're sitting here and we've got this pick, a sixth rounder and a seventh rounder. So where do you want to go? Yes. And we're at 166. Eh. I don't want another running back. I'm just showing you because I wanted to see Joshua Kelly, Vaughn, Patrick Taylor, Alana Lua, DJ Dallas, Darius Anderson. All those guys to me could come in and at least be part of part of the help. But like I said, I, I'm with you that if you could get Jonathan Taylor and he's a beast, I'm not going to hate it. That's for sure. Yeah, let's try um let's go with uh Shaq Quarterman here. It's Harrison Bryant. You know you love tight ends, Griffey's the top guy on the board. It could be another move player. I thought about it. I I kinda <laughs> did actually. I'm like, well Harrison Bryant's there, you know, and they got Logan Thomas, but I don't know, I think they might want to try to give uh was it Nada a look since you know he did have the best hands in the draft last year, so I'll just see if they can use him this year. Explain to me, Grifka Shaq Quarterman, because all you do on the Kool Aid cast come in and hate on Jared Davis. You talk about guys that you know can't process, you know, just miss the gaps. They run really fast, they hit really hard, but they always miss. I mean, Quarterman's the same type of player, even though he's from me on me, which we love, and he's a big physical beast. You're going to be saying the same thing in a year or two, and it, where is he even going to fit? I mean, you're going to put him you're going to put him in front of Christian Jones? You're going to put him uh, to replace your Davis? Like, I, I don't understand where this guy's going to make the team or help us. I like his speed. I mean, he's got to be faster than most of those linebackers on that team. 
But all you do is complain about Jared Davis being fast, but it doesn't matter, does it? Jared Davis is fast as hell. You you hate on him every week. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, so give a new guy a chance. I know what what Jared Davis is. He's a dog chasing a car. So, I mean. All right. Well, I'm not even going to fight Grifco. We'll just take him. I probably would have taken the tight end or, or another another offensive-type player here um, to help that side of the football, but we'll just take Shaq Quarterman because I'm out of breath and I can't argue every pick with this guy. Um, coming around to 182, I'll get the selection. Here in the sixth round, I mean, this is where you're completely kind of throwing darts at a wall, but I'm going to go ahead and let me see who's best available. That's where I always start, Grifco. So we took our running back. We've got some interior players up top, but nobody that I love. Gandy Golden is there, but we've taken two receivers, so it would be overkill to do that. It's a good good option, though, of waiting. Same with you taking your safety. We could have still got Tanner Muse here, and I think he's a better football player. But nevertheless, uh, Francis Bernard is a linebacker that they seem to like at the Senior Bowl. So, you know, that could be an option as well. And Kinley, the interior guy out of Georgia, is here as well. Hmm. All right. And look back at our needs for a second. Just interior, quarterback, offensive tackle. No quarterbacks that really interest me. Cole McDonald out of Hawaii is kind of interesting, to be honest, but I'd probably pass. You don't like Shea Patterson? (laughs) I do. I I don't know if you saw it, but I got a ton of heat on Twitter for making him my seventh-round pick, and I knew people were going to hate it. And I'm like, Matt Patricia seemed to have a lot of talks with him at the Senior Bowl, and to me, Shea Patterson's the kind of guy he could bring in. He's no nonsense. He'll sit there and hold a clipboard. Yes, sir. No, sir. You know, he'll – be able to come in in a pinch and run around or make a few plays you just and maybe his accuracy could be better if uh if he got some legit coaching and whatnot so i wasn't you know hating it but a lot of people said i love the draft except you can't take Shea patterson yeah. i was like well i get it but you know he i mean to me it seems like decent value at your last pick of the draft but we'll see where he goes i'm, I'm interested to see if or, or where he goes um all right, somewhat stalling here because I'm looking. Charlie Heck is still there, who I, I do like. I don't know much about Tyree Phillips or Kyle Murphy. They're high on the list of interior positions. Keyshawn Vaughn's got some juice. He's talented. Um... All right, the people are gonna hate it, but I'm gonna I'm I'd go ahead and take Keyshawn Vaughn here just to add. Um, you you spent a high resource, but I'm thinking Keyshawn Vaughn can almost come in and be better than, you know, push either Ty Johnson or be better than you know some of the other uh, gadget guys we've had. So I'd probably just bring him in what? and say, all right, between those four, they're gonna be able to actually run the football. What don't you like about Javaris Davis? The corner out of Auburn. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm not against adding another corner. Um, let me see who else. Lamar Jackson. I don't mind him. You've got 
You got Miles Bryant, who I've heard a little about. I think he's kind of a tiny guy. AJ Green, Lavert Hill. I mean, I wouldn't mind adding a corner here if you think that's a better option. I I don't know much about about Davis. He's not really on my radar, but he is the top rated corner right now. Yeah, you know me. I always like those guys like that late. Some climbing, I mean, some click. A lot don't, but I think it's better than adding another running back to the stable of running backs they already got there. That's just me. Got to be able to run the ball, man. We've been too damn long. We haven't been able to do it. Um, I'll throw you a bone, though. We're in the sixth round, Grifko. Let's go ahead and take this uh, corner out of Auburn. Take your word on it and uh, add add another body there. I think people are really sleeping on AO, though. I mean, I think I think he's been written off. I, I loved him in college. He was long. He would go out and man up on the best player. He could tackle. He could do a lot of things. And when he got on the field for the Lions, he did exactly that. He got after the football. He didn't look lost. Yeah, he had a couple times he got burned, but that's going to happen. I, I don't think he's getting enough love as a guy that can really play out there and be, you know, a top three corner on this football team for the long haul, not just for the near future. So, Grifka, I hate uh, to tell you what to do here at seventh, but I think I think we got to get our punter, man. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. He's down in the 300s here, but I think, you know, despite the other values, we, we don't have anybody there. There's nobody really you can go get. I mean, I, I would say that you can probably go get a punter any day of the week, but – I say we go with Braden Mann, the punter out of Texas A&M. Yep. That's uh, once I saw his name there. I mean, punter isn't one of the positions you can just pull up, see best available. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, it was so weird. So like every time I do a mock, I would go type in man at the top in the late rounds, either sixth or seventh round and take him. And every time the draft would lock up. And so finally somebody told me on Twitter, you have to actually go down and pick him manually. And then it doesn't lock. Cause I lost like, literally six mocks because I thought the first couple times it was just a glitch in the system. And then the other times I thought maybe I could get away with it. Cause I had told the, you know, the draft network about it and it kept doing it. And so that's, that's the workaround for anybody out there that wants to figure that out. So I'm going to go ahead and save this Grifka for, uh, for old time's sake. So we got a seven round mock on uh four twenty one twenty. We traded with Los Angeles chargers. And this is the uh, DKC podcast mock. So we'll have to send this out so people can dissect it, probably hate on us for it, hopefully give us some love. But uh, let's take a quick look at what we did. This was the co-commish Grifka and Okri mock. And our picks were Derek Brown at number six overall after trading down. We got A.J. Epineza at 35 overall, the edge out of Iowa. 37 overall, we got Jonathan Taylor, the big speed back out of Wisconsin Uh, 67 overall we got Damon Arnett the cornerback at Ohio State 85 overall we got Donovan Peoples-Jones wide receiver Michigan 109 overall we got Bradley and I the edge out of Utah 149 we got um, Julian Blackman safety out of Utah 151 overall Tyler Johnson wide receiver Minnesota 166 overall, Shaq Quarterman, linebacker, Miami. 182 overall, we got a corner, Javarius Davis out of Auburn. And 235 in the seventh round, our new punter, thank goodness, no more Sam Martin. I'm not going to go on a rant, but you guys know what I thought about Sam Martin. Braden Mann, the punter out of Texas A&M. One, two, three, Jeez, we four, love five. Our, we love ourselves some Big Ten, don't we? 
Walked away with 11, 11 football players. Uh, what do you think overall, Grifka? I like that. I, th- I think we covered a lot of needs that the, that the Lions need. And um, I think Brown can be, you know, an instant starter. I mean, that's what you'd want him for. I know they signed a couple of defensive linemen, but still. And Epineza could, you know, get plugged in right there. Jonathan Taylor, he could be the one or maybe 1A. So Arnett, he would have to compete at this point. Peoples-Jones is going to be playing, you know, learning from a couple of good wide receivers. And Nye, he could be another one of those guys that could actually, you know, as he gets more playing time, I don't know, kind of, I don't say, you know, one of those sleepy ends that, you know, don't get a whole lot of pub early, but then they get a few years under the belt and they become a little more dominant and then they really show up. He could be that guy. Shaq Horman could, you know, outrun Jared Davis and maybe make some tackles. <laughs> yeah, I think we did well here. I mean, we had a, we had a few arguments, which I knew would happen. I changed your mind a couple times, and I also gave up a couple times because I can only fight with you so much here on the show. But, yeah, I thought it was a good draft overall. I'd be happy, and pretty much everybody that's listening knows don't expect any of this to happen on Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. I bet you maybe one of these names, if that, will get picked by the Lions. None of the others will be selected. That's how it works every year. But it's fun for us to do it here on the show. I know everybody loves a good mock draft. So speaking of, Grifka, let's end the show with this. Are you ready for the Oakry first round mock I've picked for all 32 teams? This is subject to change. But are you ready to hear who I think will be selected, and this is with no trades considered. This is with if they stick and pick who I think is going to be picked by each team in the first round. Oh, I'm so looking forward to this. <laughs> All right. We are going to breeze through this, and I'm going to uh, ask you at uh, after 10 picks if you'd like to give uh, some some criticism, constructive criticism, if you'd like to bash me, if you'd like to praise a few of the picks, you can go ahead. Okay, so – we are going to tackle this right now, Grifka, with the first pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Joseph Burrow out of LSU quarterback. Number two, the Washington Redskins take Chase Young. At number three, I have the Detroit Lions taking Derek Brown, interior defensive tackle out of Auburn. At number four, Jedrick Wills, uh, tackle out of Alabama. At number five, the Dolphins get their quarterback, Tua Tonga Vailoa. Number six, we have Justin Herbert, quarterback, Oregon. Number seven, Isaiah Simmons, the hometown boy, goes to the Carolina Panthers. We have at number eight, Tristan Wirfs, offensive tackle, Iowa. Number nine, we have Jeffrey Okuda, the cornerback, out of Ohio State. And number 10, everybody and their brother knows the dang Cleveland Browns need a tackle and they don't care about character or about a big sloppy athlete, so they're going to take Makai Becton, who I think is going to be a beast at the next level. They get a nice value there, number 10 overall. Grifka, what do you think? Simmons going to Carolina. It's like, wow. That's, wow. <laughs> Grifka, Gosh, I really like him, but it's like one of those things when he's hold, a boss, I know I'm going to be, I always thought he sucked. I never was. <laughs> well, Grifka, did you, did you just say Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Bring back the old classic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> or we could always uh, appease Frank Ribble, who I'm sure is listening to the show. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Any other wow picks there, Grifka, that you like there in the uh, in the first round? 
No, I mean, it's, it sounds like chalk. And, like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry Beckton's going to a team with a crappy quarterback. So, <laughs> What, Grifka, you, you don't like Baker Mayfield? Is that what you're trying to say? Oh, yeah, he, he's awesome. He, he, I don't he's, – he's great. I'm like, that's Baker <laughs> Mayfield right there. Baker. Yeah, yeah, I just want to let you know. He sucks, okay? Yeah, there you go. Mark it down. There you go. We haven't fit that in a few shows. I know that would make you happy. I should have played it after I gave you that intro where you're the Baker Mayfield hater. But, hey, Grifka, we're going to move to um, through pick 20 here, but let's spice it up. Let's get some music going. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that's the mock draft music. I mean, when you're making picks, you got to have this and this. Grifko with number 11, the New York Jets select, C.D. Lamb, my top receiver out of Oklahoma. The Oakland Raiders select Jerry Judy, wide receiver, Alabama. With the 13th pick, the San Francisco 49ers select C.J. Henderson to replace old man Richard Sherman and to do some work. We have... Andrew Thomas projecting Tom Brady and all the other skill players there in Tampa Bay. Number 15, the Denver Broncos select Henry Ruggs III, the speedster that they want and covet. At number 16, the Atlanta Falcons select Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle. We've got the Dallas Cowboys. Chuck, this is for you. You don't even need a magazine. Clavion Chason, Edge, out of LSU. At 18, the Miami Dolphins select. DeAndre Swift, running back, Georgia. Number 19, the Oakland... No, I think I said Oakland earlier. The Vegas Raiders select Patrick Queen, linebacker, LSU. And at number 20... The Jaguars waited out, and they get an actual quarterback that's not named Gardner Manchu, and they get Jordan Love, the freaky athlete, the absolute crazy thrower of the football from Utah. Drift car, you I there? Like jo- <laughs> yeah, I, was, I thought you were going. I didn't realize you were stopping. But, yeah, I like Jordan Love. I think in the right system, he can be probably one of the – I think he can be maybe the best quarterback in this draft. We will see what happens. Grifka, I'm going to pull this music down because we've got to keep this. We've got to change it up for the people. And there's no better music other than that music. I mean, I know that's draft music, but, I mean, does it get much better than this, Grifka? To finish out the draft, the prime time music, baby. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't. It does not get any better. Let me pull this down a little bit so people can hear these incredible selections that I have. Grifka, with the 21st pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles get the receiver that everybody knows they will take. At, and and the best on the board is Justin Jefferson, out of LSU. At number 22, our hated Minnesota Vikings select Kenneth Murray, linebacker, Oklahoma. The 23rd pick, the highest the Patriots have been picking in years. They go ahead and take Zach Bond, Wisconsin. At number 24, the New Orleans Saints select 
Jalen Johnson, cornerback out of Utah, late riser, at 25, which annoys me that the Vikings are picking again. They get Jeff Gladney, one of my draft favorites, out of TCU, cornerback. At number 26, the Miami Dolphins add to their pot of gold again, and they take Xavier McKinney, safety, out of Alabama. Number 27, the Seattle Seahawks select defensive end, Uter Grosmatos from Penn State. At number 28, the Baltimore Ravens select Joshua Jones, big athletic offensive tackle. Number 29, the Tennessee Titans, who are like the Patriots, who are like the Lions, go ahead and take a perfect scheme fit. A.J. Epineza, defensive end, Iowa. Number 30, the even more hated Green Bay Packers, those sons of you-know-what, those cheddarheads, those mozzarella sticks, select a player that does not fit the up north, but is a guy they will probably take because they just love trying to get skill players for that bum-playing quarterback, Denzel Mims, wide receiver Baylor. At number 31, the San Francisco 49ers again select, and they take Cesar Ruiz out of Michigan, center, interior, offensive guard. And at number 32, as much as I wanted to give the Kansas City Chiefs another ridiculous skill player, I gave them cornerback from Alabama, can play the football, and can add to their coverage because everybody knows they can already put up 40 every day of the week. Trayvon Diggs out of Alabama to finish out the first round. Grifka, I'm out of breath. What do you think? Hey, Minnesota, never take an Oklahoma linebacker. <laughs> Except when he's Kenneth Murray and he'll probably be a thorn in our ass for the next decade. Well, maybe just against the Lions, but I mean, I don't like Oklahoma linebackers. Everybody that's Lazy Boy Scouting at its finest, probably a couple linebackers from two decades ago Name the last uh, good were, one. Were, were bad, and Griffin now says they can't. None of them can the play, which makes can. no sense. Name the last good one. There you go. You can't. <laughs> that just makes no sense on any level. Griffin, any other oh, big Teddy Layman? Yeah, what, Teddy Layman? Oh, I forgot all about Teddy Layman. Teddy oh, Layman has no impact on Kenneth Murray. Let's not get into that again. It's all about scheme, buddy. Oh, my God. Griffka, any other big gripes or any things you love? You haven't given me any credit for this mock. No, I mean, I, I like a lot of your picks. Um, I, I think um, San Francisco may take a wide receiver, though, if one's sitting over there as opposed to Ruiz. So. Yep, I can see a receiver going there. Let me go ahead. We'll pull our music down, Griffka. Fun to get some old classic music in there and to work our way through those picks. But, uh, man, Grifco, we have had quite the show. We have talked news and notes. Everybody's got my general prospect player rankings by position. We did a full seven-round mock where me and you were co-commissions, which we both know would never work in real life. We, we uh, We would not be a cohesive unit there in the front office. And you got to hear the Oak Reef first round mock as it sits today. Again, it could change before we get to Thursday. Not accounting for trades, just player and team. Oh, Grifka, it sounds seems appropriate to ask you one final question. Grifka, do you have anything else for the people? Uh, nope. Wow. <laughs> oh, I figured I'd hit you with a wow and a couple of these on the way out. Everybody, 
what a great week, draft week. We had a really fun show. We are going to try some different things. We are going to try to come back. Um, and uh, I don't know. We're, we're going to try to do a Friday morning show where we recap that round one. Me and Griff are going to try to jump on, do a podcast, get it out to you probably in the morning, maybe um, right around lunchtime, whatever it may be. And then hopefully either myself and, and other people, possibly Griffco, will be back on after day two and three. Um, possibly doing a roundtable as well where we might get Logan and a few other guests to talk about this draft when it's all said and done. So so lots to do. Keep your um, ears on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast as well as my other podcast, which is called Believe, B-L-E-A-V, in Lions. Uh, the Believe in Lions podcast drops every Monday, and there may be some bonus shows on that feed as well. So find that on your favorite podcast platform. Hit subscribe. Please share this podcast with a friend, and we really appreciate everybody listening the Lions will hopefully nail this draft. We'll have a lot to talk about when it's all said and done. For now, we are said and done. Take care, everybody. We're out. Back to back. The plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.